Hello, hello, everybody. Brian here from quantlabs.net. Okay, so uh, this may be my first uh, podcast episode on Spotify now. Well, podcast for Spotify, podcast for Spotify or something like that. Uh, my other host, Podbean. I'm kind of trying to work stuff out, but if they continue to get to me, I'll stay here on Spotify. It makes more sense to be here, anyways. Um, because I don't have to pay anything as far as I know. Anyway, so what I'm gonna do, usually I break out these topics into three separate episodes. I'm gonna merge them into one. So I got three articles here. Um I'm gonna assume people will want to know about this one first. So this article uh can be found at newtraderu.com. You know what I think of that really good site. Headline is, what do hedge funds think of technical analysis? Number two, we'll cover from financemagnets.com, digital asset allocation for retirement portfolios. And that was a popular topic on the podcast, on the pod being, um, if people, if retirees should invest into, um, into crypto. So who knows? We'll see where that goes. Lastly, we have another Good old Joe Biden. He wants this is the article from newsbtc.com. Biden administration proposes 30% tax on crypto mining to counter environmental impact. I've got strong opinions on that. So let's start with the first one. First article from newtraderu.com. Again, why? What do hedge funds think of technical analysis? So here we go. Some hedge funds swear by the power of technical analysis, while others think it's useless. Here's some quotes by two wealthy um, money managers. I haven't met a rich technician, Jim Rogers. Well, we know his attitude. I used fundamentals for nine years and got rich as a technician. Marty Schwartz, net worth at 50 million. Here's a list of rich technicians who got rich from trading form of technical analysis to help. And it says here, Mr. Rogers, do some research, research and discover that they exist and have existed for 100 years. So these include Paul Tudor Jones, Marty Schwartz, Jesse Livermore, Nicholas Darva, Darvis, and William J. O'Neill. Um, okay, I got a bunch of quotes here. I'm not going to put it. Now, there's a section here. Do hedge funds hire technical and analysts? Many large hedge funds have dedicated trading teams that use technical analysis. Around 60% of hedge funds, uh, traders employ technical factors make it when making decisions. You may not find them announcing it publicly. Invested banks also use technical analysis with dedicated teams to track market momentum and direction. I can confirm that from what I've seen here in Toronto, Ontario in well-off or well well wealth providers multi six seven digit providers so i do know they use technical analysis there that's a for sure thing it's common practice in money management to integrate some form of technical analysis in making trade decisions in addition to or independent fundamentals and macro so you get the the fundamental the macro from the economic standpoint and the technical analysis some of this I don't kind of agree with, but Elliott Wave Theory allows one to create incredibly favor risk-reward opportunities. 
This is the same reason I attribute to a lot of my success to the Elliott Wave approach. That's from Paul Tudor Jones. Here's my attitude now that it looks like I'll be moving over to um, to uh, Training View. Um, yes, I do host now. I do do. I'm going to be soon doing daily streams, just so you know. It's looking to be in the morning. You want to sign up to my email list to find out more. Uh, again, I would say quantlabs.net slash books to get, you know, your technical trading secret stuff, uh, tools and such, all free. Again, that's at quantlabs.net slash books. If you want to know my user ID on TradingView, it's very simple. Just go to Brian Downing QLN. Brian Downing QLN. And the QLN stands for Quant Labs Net. Simple as that. Again, Brian Downing QLN is my trading uh, view profile. So here's my view. A lot of the stuff that you see on trading view is pretty well technical analysis. I'm not going to lie. A lot of the technical analysis is very simple math. Some of it can be complicated. Uh, some will argue that. Um, I, I like things like simple, simple, uh, simple moving average crossovers. They work. They're reliable. And um, the other thing I like about trading view is that you can trade and get data right up to the second. I've never seen that on any platform. That's including MotoWave. And the same thing could be said with MotoWave. A lot of the indicators and studies you get that are combined with the, the studies, which are the automated strategies, a lot of them are technical analysis. So, you know, fundamental, fine. But again, I can also uh, talk of experience from moving from the world of Seek and Alpha, and that's all they stress is fundamental. And they've been like that for years. And um, that's their way of doing it. And they get very touchy if you want to do technical analysis on your articles as well. So maybe that may, may have ticked them off. Anyways, that's my attitude towards it. All right. So let's talk about the next one, digital asset allocation for retirement portfolios. Again, this is from financemagnets.com. This is another good site. Uh, can digital assets be winning strategy in the long run. Now, if you've been on my on my uh, TradingView streams, you'll know I'm kind of hesitant with crypto because it's so unpredictable. There's no fixed pattern to it. If you ask me about Bitcoin, I keep saying the same thing. Bitcoin could be manipulated. I'm not saying it is. But when you have a potential cabal of uh, crypto miners, Bitcoin miners, they could be in cahoots as a cabal figuring out, well, let's pump, coordinate, pump uh, Bitcoin. Because they have that control as they mine Bitcoin, they have to resell that Bitcoin back to the exchanges, just so you know. And they have that much capability to move the price of Bitcoin. So that is very possible that could happen. I'm not saying it is or it isn't, but it's a, something to consider as a maybe. So there is potentially some control at the Bitcoin level of who controls. Everyone says it's, it's not controlled. It may be controlled by Bitcoin miners, especially, well, Bitcoin miners, yeah. Okay, um, let's get into this article. Uh, Investors searching for a novel approach to diversify their portfolios and reach their long-term financial uh, objectives. Digital assets, including crypto, digital tokens, and assets built on blockchain technology. So that's what they define as digital assets, including crypto. Function of di digital assets. Asset allocation, retirement portfolios, knowledge of digital assets. So here they talk about Bitcoin, Ethereum, 
digital tokens like ERC tokens, blockchain assets, security tokens. Then they get into here, uh, we, we, like we like from what I've talked about enough, uh, hopefully you have a full appreciation of all the different types of, we'll just call it digital assets. So this one also says decentralization, openness and security of digital assets are some of its potential advantages. Not just potential, but are uh, simple to move across borders and give investors a huge degree of control over their money. Absolutely. Okay, so first section, allocation of digital assets in retirement portfolios. They can benefit from diversification and perhaps greater returns, uh, perhaps, keyword here, that come with digital asset allocation and it offers investors. Um, Digital assets are relatively new, true, can be quite volatile, true, but it makes it crucial to keep in mind that they may not be appropriate at all for all investors, including older retirees, whatever you want to call it. Investors should take into account the following elements when choosing a digital asset allocation. They have to accept the risk. Um, investors should uh, take risk tolerance into account. They, are, they have high volatility potential for large price swings. Absolutely. Uh, might not be a good cho uh, choice for investors with a low risk tolerance. And that could be said for most retirement folks. Also, uh, portfolio distribution uh, should also be taken into account. These assets should not constitute a sizable amount of an investor's, investor's portfolio uh, retirement portfolio, rather than be treated as a component of a diversified portfolio. That's fairly sensible. The top allocation, usually 5% of, of crypto or digital assets, maybe 10, if you can lump it, the risk, no more than five for most portfolio, no more than 5%. Deciding how much digital assets to include in retirement, investors should take a regula regulatory environmental into account. Complicated and changing regulatory environments that surround digital assets can have effect on their volatility and liquidity. True. Benefits of allocating digital assets to retirement portfolio. You get diversification. Uh, they can offer exposure to various market groups and geographical areas because they're brand new, uncorrelated. I'm not sure on the cotton correlated now. They are correlated. They are, uh, especially Bitcoin, everything, a good chunk of them, about 95% of them are correlated to Bitcoin, even Ethereum. Um, and now Bitcoin and crypto generally are correlated to the performance of the stock market, and then it may shift. They're also correlated to the performance of the U.S. dollars. Some kind of correlation to different ones, but usually it's tied back to uh, the U.S. economy and what happens to the markets in the U.S. You, you may get uh, increased returns, potentially, uh, compared to equity and bond. Uh, the fact that digital assets are extremely volatile might not be best suited for. We just said that. Now, this is something I would back a year ago agree with, prevention of inflation. Well, we know that's not true in the last year or so, because it's been beaten down so much. Um, they, they, these, these assets can offer inflation protection. Crypto are designed to be resistance to inflation. Not anymore, unfortunately. The value can rise as the value of fiat money falls. 
there's truth to that when you look at when the SVB and Signature banks failed. Bitcoin went up, but it went up only for a few days and then it drifted back over the long run. Yesterday, when you had these halts on these two other banks uh, being on May 3rd, 2023, uh, you didn't see that as much. I expected it, so it didn't happen. Don't ask me why. Um, so there's that. Prevention of inflation. I, I'm not seeing that anymore. Accessibility. Uh, widely and flow across borders with ease. True. I haven't crossed the border in a very long time, but I'm hearing a lot of the border control, border patrol, when you cross borders, do you have any crypto on you now? Not just cash, but crypto. You lie, you're going to be in a whole whoop, whoop full of trouble in that country. So um, be aware of that. I'm sure you are. They are a desirable investment choice for anyone seeking international exposure. Okay, so here's some of the challenges. Volatility. So as it says, they're prone to large swings. Because of this, investors with, uh, well, yeah, they, are, they will be um, unsuitable. This is somewhat true as well, inadequate regulation. Uh, they're still, so these assets are still developing and unregulated. Uh, their use and investment are not subject to the same regulation, which affects liquidity and volatility. Uh, security issues. Um, must make sure their digital assets are safeguarded against hacker assaults and other security lapses. So you got to be kind of technical there. And here's a big one, lack of comprehension. They're relatively new. Digital assets may not be fully understood by all investors, uh, including uh, before, this doesn't make sense. Before including them in their portfolio, investors should educate themselves on the subject. No guff Shylock. So here's another one. NFT, this is an interesting one. Uh, passive income strategy or early retirement. Um, so retirement planning centered around investing in stocks, bonds, and real estate. Okay, fine. Uh, but there's a rise in digital assets like crypto and non-fungible tokens, also known as NFTs. There's a new opportunity to earn passive income and potentially retire off these assets. Um, so here's some example, creating and selling NFTs. So you create your own collection. They've exploded. Um, monetize their digital art and other content, which I've experimented with. It's quite successful. Um, create and sell NFTs and individuals can earn significant amount of passive income. If the NFT becomes popular, sells for a price, it should be enough to retire on. So what would happen is you, you create your digital, in this case, digital asset, or known as NFT, submit it to a marketplace like OpenSea, and then you can set it up uh, for a certain amount. People may buy it, may not, whatever. If they do resell it, you can set a royalty amount for each time that the NFT gets resold. That's where the royalties come in. That is sweet if they become popular. Um, so this is where, this is what I'm talking about. Royalties from NFT sales. In addition to selling NFT, some platforms offer royalties on NFT. Uh, that means if the NFT is sold on a secondary market, the original creator can earn a percentage of the sale price. Great way to earn passive income from a single NFT sale, as well as potentially earn money for years to come as NFT is bought and sold. So, again, one of those marketplaces is OpenSea. Open, S-E-A, 
I don't know, just Google it. I don't, I don't know if it's .com or whatever. Um, let me just see here. Open C Marketplace, Token Marketplace. So let's check that out. Yes, uh, it's OpenSea, OpenSEA.io. So that's the example. All right, so uh, staking crypto. This one I'm not sure on. It's high risk. So if you're staking, which the U.S. government's trying to outlaw now, uh, and that's where Coinbase is kind of suing uh, the SEC over this. Uh, it allows a user to earn passive income by holding their coins in a wallet for a certain period of time. Kind of locked in like a bank. Uh, the coins are held. And the more interest they earn, staking can be a great way to earn passive income. There's so much repetitiveness on this article. Okay, these ones are kind of not so popular. I mean, I know about them. Yield farming, relatively new concept in crypto. Uh, yield farming involves lending out digital assets to other users on a decentralized finance platform in exchange for interest. This is where the scams come in. Uh, interest rates can be high, making yield farming an attractive option for those looking to earn passive income. This is where it kind of go, this doesn't make sense. Like, is this legitimate? That kind of thing. Then we have masternodes. Some crypto require masternodes to validate transactions on their network. Master nodes require a certain amount of crypto to be locked in a wallet and an exchange, and the owner of master node earns a passive income. It's kind of like when having a node on the Bitcoin blockchain. Don't ask me a lot about it. I've been trying to set it up, and it takes beyond days to synchronize with the Bitcoin blockchain. It's really tough, and you have to be very dedicated to do this, but I'm not going to get in that. While setting up and maintaining a master node is com complicated, which I just talked about, can be a great way to earn passive income from the digital asset. Bitcoin is very good for that. Uh, retirement planning has traditionally focused on investing in traditional assets like stock and real estate. So there's these new opportunities, as I talked about, like NFTs and crypto. Uh, it is important to go through research and understand risks. Um, and if I go through the conclusion, it's just repeating what has just been told been told to you. Now, here's the other big one uh, that reeks of desperation from the U.S. government under Biden specifically is um, the uh, this headline found again on newsbtc.com. Yeah, news Biden administration proposed a 30 percent, 30 percent tax on crypto mining. And they're probably not making a whole lot to counter environmental impact. Okay. You, U.S. lawmakers propose crypto mining use and environmental impact. Uh, these concerns to another level of Biden's Council of Economic Advisors uh, announced a 30% digital asset mining tax to offset its environmental impact. New tax rule tag Dane. Uh, will take effect after a phase-in period. This is this is so ridiculous. A lot of people are paying over fifty percent. I think the com most common tax rate in the U.S. is fifty-three percent, depending upon what state you live in. Especially if you're in a Democrat-run state like California. I mean, and now they want to add on another thirty percent tax rate for people who want to mine. I mean, this is insane. Uh, crypto mining, electricity consumption, and carbon emission has been a bone of contention. What about uh, when Joe Biden and government-related 
uh, staff are flying around in their planes. Is there a tax being paid out on that? Uh, so a New York Times article claimed Bitcoin has a ferocious ap appetite for electricity, uh, sparking several reactions among crypto community members. One thing I have to admit about a place like El Salvador, they got the volcanoes. And they're, they're now, I think, on the verge of bringing out these volcano bonds. They got unlimited heat to, to do crypto mining. I think it's genius. CEA not announced to impose a 30% tax on all mining activities. The council believes the mining industry operations negatively impact the environment and ready to counter them. So they got this new uh, digital asset mining energy, Dane, aims to make crypto mining firms take responsibility for their environmental impact. Uh, the CEA announcement is tax rules will be phased in during phased in period before taking its course. This is nuts. This is how you drive out innovation out of states, just like what uh, Coinbase is doing. They're, they're opening up overseas uh, exchanges. Will it work? I don't know. Uh, I think Genesis, uh, the Genesis is doing the same. I was Gemini, sorry. Yeah, Gemini is doing the same. Under the new tax guideline, all mining firms in the U.S. will pay a 30% of their total total electricity usage. I guess you could say they're going to be heavily incentivized to be, let's say, solar in the middle of a desert somewhere. Crypto miners must take responsibility, blah, 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 local community from the increased greenhouse tax emission. CEA believes that crypto firms aren't fully paying the cost of this pollution. Oh, dear. I have to tell you that I'm sure that, like, the government's probably bigger polluters than the crypto mining industry would ever imagine, just on their planes alone. Council Sutter recently published New York Times, blah, blah, environmental tax, blah, 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 blah. Um, proposed Dame tax spark reactions among members of the crypto community. Many tag the tax is unfair, true. Criticizing government for high tax without re-incentivizing clean energy usage. I think many would be in a smart way. Um, so Pierre Rochard, Riot Platform, VP of Research, previously criticized the NYT article and condemned the tax. This guy said the White House targets Bitcoin at the wrong time. The U.S. government should instead focus on the failing bank system. Very true. Anyway, that's about it. If you want to know more, get over to quantlabs.net slash books. Get some trading tech secrets. And again, remember, I am on, um, what's it called? Trading View. Here's the ID. Quant. Sorry. Wrong one. Trading View. Uh, account. Brian Downing QLN. Brian Downing QLN, which is Quant Labs Net. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. Hopefully we'll get some good listeners here on Spotify.